racial slur was used. Um, I think it's worth noting out that um, Van Zier is white. Yeah. Uh, Abobasi, Mensa, and Judson are all black. So the three players that yeah, were kind of involved there. Um, Capo as well. A Capo too, yeah. yeah. Um, and so Jeremy Abobasi said that there was a racial slur used and that he does not think it was towards him. Mm-hmm. And he said, you can make your own assumptions as to who it was. And when I've watched, I watched this part about eight times. It was very clearly there was. It's the football prophets. What's up today, FP family? Welcome to a new episode of Football Profits, where two friends talk all things American soccer. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm here with my good friend, Coach David. How are you doing today, bro? I'm doing well, Michelle. Uh, we have a good episode today. We're going to have to have uh, a serious conversation about racism in the game. Yes. Um, and we'll cover that in our uh, Game of the Week focus. We're going to yeah. do things a little differently instead of bringing two games to focus on this week we are just going to focus on one yeah that had a little bit of everything the good the bad and the ugly yeah 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 and uh we're going to give it the time it deserves instead of pairing it with another game for sure i i just gotta say too is my first game seeing a uh additional time of 21 minutes that's my first time. Yeah. So again, so with that, the made. ugly, <laughs> yeah. with the ugly, there was an 18 minute stoppage of play. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah, for sure. All right. Awesome. So we have two, uh, three parts of our show. As always, we'll cover the game of the week. Uh, and we deem it right that San Jose is the game of the week this week, especially with everything that happened. Um, so we are going to talk about that. And we'll touch on all the other games, talk about scores and maybe things that we saw liked and anything like that. Then we'll go ahead and talk about part two, which is going to be the MASL, which is... Uh, you have more insight in that, right? The league. Yeah, so it is in prof- the top level professional indoor soccer league yeah. in this country and a little bit in Mexico as well. Yeah, um, it stands for Major Arena Soccer League. Hopefully, I got that right. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> but they're in the playoffs, and we're going to go through that uh, picture. Yeah, how that right. looks awesome. And then for our third part, as always, other businesses where we're going to talk about the GA Cup, the U.S. Open Cup, and then the uh, Concacaf Champions League that we've been following on. So we touch on uh, those three leagues that we've been uh, talking about for a little bit here. But uh, other than that, let's go in in this game that was a thriller, one to one that came down to some uh, overall though. It was a, it was a, it was a good game. It was it was it was yeah. an intense game all around. Um, what we're going to do here is we are going to go through it minute by minute how everything broke down, and then we're going to jump back to an incident that we spoke about earlier that had an eighteen minute delay. But we're going to go through the whole game first and foremost. Um, so both of these teams, I had this highlighted as probably the biggest matchup of the week. Both teams are doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of the same level. Play. Yeah, similar yeah. levels. Yeah. P- both play very high energy, mm-hmm. high pressing, exciting soccer. So I was like, man, these two teams open up, it could be fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, both are physical teams as well. So it, it was just a really good matchup all around there. Mm-hmm. And then in 
this game had a lot of yellow cards, I should say, early on. Um, so in the 11th minute, um, Fernandez. Omir Fernandez got a yellow card. Mm-hmm. And then followed that in the twenty or uh, in the twenty fourth minute, San Jose player Rodriguez gets one. He there is a breakaway by New York Red Bulls. He tackles late, ends the play just outside the box, gets a yellow card. Now, in my opinion, this should have been a straight red uh, for dog so red so denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity yeah, yeah he was the last defender there was another he defender was? that was on even plane but 10 yards away uh, and i guess jeremy abobas only yeah. needed two yards to take a shot but i think letter of the law though wasn't technically the last player he was because he was he could not have covered the space but if you look at the line but that, that doesn't what, matter because he, what but he wasn't so it's not the level that matters. It's the path to goal. The path and that to, player oh, so was nowhere last, in the path to goal. If you're the last player to the path to goal, that's when it's... Yeah, uh, the covering okay. defender was not in the path to goal and could not have stopped the play. So okay. it should have been a red. But again, it was a little tight. And like, yeah. So it, it was a tough decision there for the ref. And I mean, 24 minutes in, are you going to give a red card for something that's close? Yeah. But uh, in my yeah, opinion, yeah. letter of the law, that should have been a red card. Okay. Got away with one there. Okay. Uh, so... It stays at uh, zero zero because there is no dog, so there is no uh, PK. Um, I mean, well, there wouldn't be a penalty, but oh, there is no man advantage, yeah. so it still stays an yeah. even game tied up. Um, and then the the game gets ugly right around the fifty fourth minute. You see two yellow cards: mm-hmm. Sean Nealis and Judson. Yeah. Um, interesting fact here: Sean Nealis's brother, Dylan Nealis, was playing in this game, so we had two brothers. Um, Dylan Nealis gets cleated in the shoulder by Judson, who again I think should have been a red card. Yeah. If you get your cleat six feet in the air yeah, and stud a player in the shoulder, it should be a red card. Automatically. Kind um, of close to the head too. Yeah, yeah, but he ended up with a yellow and the reasoning in there is that he was pulling his foot away. Okay. Right. He was trying not to make contact, but he made contact. But if you get a shoulder six feet in the air into a dude's shoulder cleats, yeah. or a cleat into yeah. a dude's shoulder like that, that that's a red card in my mind. Right, all day, every day. I mean, while you that up, anyway. So in there, something happens. A fight breaks out, and there is an 18-minute delay, yes. which led to what Maceo was talking about earlier, that 21 minutes of added time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'll get back to everything that transpired in, in those that, 18 yeah, minutes. For sure. But uh, moving Move, forward, mm-hmm. um, Gruezo comes back. Gruezo is the heart of this um, San Jose team, yeah. right, in their kind of defensive mid-roll. Um, he went out with an injury a couple weeks ago, so this is his first game back, coming yeah. in as a substitute, um, taking place of Judson, the player that is probably very lucky to be on the field still. Um, and I thought Gruezo looked pretty good for the remainder of this game. Um, and then Christian Espinoza in the 80th minute. Mind you, there was a... 18 minute delay so really it's <laughs> it was more like the 62nd minute yeah um but 80th minute christian uh espinoza turns his defender puts him on ice skates make him yeah. look foolish and just calmly puts a ball in the back of the net it was a beautiful pass yeah. to him too like it was he's just in, such yeah. a good goal and he's such a good player yeah but i was gonna say he's any more known for like assist and goals he is an yeah. assist man yeah but that was a good goal yeah and he scored a few very good goals in his career yeah. as well yeah. So. Um, and then Peter Stroud comes in 
Peter Stroud we'll recognize as the brother of an Austin FC player who was that player that received the very first backpack or uh, um, not an Austin FC player. I'm sorry. A St. Louis player. Yeah. Who was the recipient of that back pass in the Austin FC game that we uh, laughed at (laughs) a bit. Yeah. Um, Gift. Unfortunately, Peter is not as lucky as his brother and did not get a pack pass in this game. Um, But it was interesting to see him come in. He's really young and just to see what he could do. He plays similarly to his brother. When he came in, I thought he was his brother. I was very confused for a second. I was like, did we miss a transfer? (laughs) I was very confused. Um, And he got a whole list of substitutions that came there. And then in the 90th plus 17 minutes, so 17 minutes into the 21 minutes of stoppage time, uh, Tom Barlow scores a goal. Um it wasn't anything special, yeah. but when you're talking 17th minute of added time, yeah. <laughs> it's something special, right? Yeah. Like, Everybody you can't talk much more than that. Yeah, yeah that, that's incredible to make it yeah. 1-1 there. Yeah. Um, and that's how the game ended, 1-1 I told Sam in Jose New York. I had enough time. I mean, uh had enough time to maybe put another one in, but... It, oh, they looked yeah. good. They were the better team. Yeah. And we, we actually, we talked about this off air a bit, and we didn't bring it up in here, but uh, Jackson oh, yeah, Yule, yeah. he yeah. is something special. Cross it's a by. midfielder, more defensive-minded yes. typically, but his first touch, he takes it to kind of chip a defender, yeah. and then his second touch is off the volley, and he just tries. It's not a rocket of a shot. He tries he to kind of chip, chip the keeper it, a little yeah. bit from and like he did, yards which out. was successful. He did. Keeper didn't have a shot at it. It hit the post, yeah. the crossbar. That's uh, that was beautiful though. What got me though, it didn't flinch nothing. He hit the crossbar. That dude just kept walking like nothing happened. It's like, bro, I would go insane even if I, you know how we used to do those challenge of like hitting the crossbar, which I won by the way. No, you didn't. But you never won that challenge. <laughs> so you won the challenge. Yes. <laughs> how convenient that you won the challenge. Because you, bro, I can hit crossbar two out of three times from forty yards out. I can hit you're a not, crossbar you're not getting, two. Not. I don't think you we're gonna remember. we're gonna film a couple competitions between <laughs> me and Shay and put it out on this channel. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, but he has very interesting memories of things. I think I won. But all right, let's move on, man. So he hit the crossbar, and the game ended one-one. Yeah, so now the, this, I I think I heard someone say say this game had everything but a winner. <laughs> yeah, it, there was there was everything you could want. Two potential red cards. Yeah, um, and then they had things you wouldn't want, want a, um, yeah. including an incident of racism. Yeah, which is something that and we're going to talk a, about. This was a strange week for it to happen because isn't that in Serie A that the Lukaku? And we're yeah. going to bring that up. There was yeah. a little ode to Lukaku after Espinosa's goal, and yeah. we're going to bring that up. Oh here. yeah, when he did the celebration. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go, keep going, Will. Keep going. So. Like we said, there was that 18-minute delay um, in the 54th minute off of that really bad shackle by Judson. In there, you have a lot of players in the mix um, kind of talking it out, talking to the ref. And well, this is a little bit of speculation here. Yeah. But Van Zier, uh, Belgian DP center forward for New York Red Bulls, clearly says something pointed at Judson, the player that created the bad tackle. But both Judson and Neelis are down on the ground injured. So he points at him, and he says something about him. 
And in that moment, Jeremy Abobasi gets very upset. And And so does um, the center back that they got from Columbus, whose name I'm spacing on right now. Yeah. Um, And I'll get get that name in a second here. But my thing I was going to say as you're looking that up is that we, Jeremy Abobasi, man, I never seen him act like that. Jeremy Abobasi is one of the calmest people in the game. Something happened. And so the player yeah. that I was thinking of was Jonathan Mensah. Okay. So essentially, I think it's important to note here is Van Zier was stood next to Obobese. Next to Obobese was Mensah. Next to Mensah was the referee. All right? And next to the referee was um, the uh, Jackson Yule, the captain for San Jose. Okay? Mm-hmm. Jeremy Bobasi reacts, and he is angry. Jonathan Mensah's reaction was more of shock. He taps the referee on the shoulder, yeah. points at Van Zier, says something, looks back at the referee, and then looks at Van Zier again. So clearly he heard something. was like, did you hear that? Yeah. The ref? Yeah. And then something shifted in Mensah's mind there from shock to anger. Yeah. And he tried to go at Van Zier. Yeah. And so did Jeremy Obobese. But Obobese here did it in a very interesting way where he was very clearly mad yeah. right and he was yelling screaming yeah. everything you should be doing in that situation mm-hmm. but as he was walking towards van Zier, his arms were out and he was holding back um i think it was uh a capo and um and jonathan mensa and he was yeah. holding them back so they couldn't fight him yeah yeah which is in that moment of when you've just heard something that has set you off like that to have that professionalism and, and still hold and leadership to yeah, think yeah. of your teammates and, to not let a fight and break this out. This is where I'm like, that's where I mean, we haven't heard the full story, uh, but to have seen that and for us for above us to have displayed that, that's when for me it's like, I don't know 100% what was said and how it was said, but something not right was said and. And with that, I'm going to yeah. try to find the quote here, but yeah. essentially, Jeremy Obobese in a post-game conference said that a racial slur was used. Um, I think it's worth noting out that um, Van Zier is white. Yeah. Uh, Obobese, Mensa, and Judson are all black. So the three players that yeah. were kind of involved there. Um, Capo as well. A Capo too, yeah. yeah. Um, and so... Jeremy Obobese said that there was a racial slur used and that he does not think it was towards him. Mm-hmm. And he said, you can make your own assumptions as to who it was. And when I watched, I watched this part about eight times. It was very clearly there was hand motions pointing towards Judson. It was very clear that this was directed at Judson, who was yeah. the player that just fouled in the U.S., right? Yeah. And then um, the Red Bulls, released a statement saying it was brought to their attention that there was an allegation of a racial slur being used um, and they're going to investigate it and work with the MLS. The yeah. MLS essentially made the same um, statement, statement yeah. saying that they're going to investigate it. There's zero tolerance. San Jose made a very similar statement, but backing their players. Um, the San Jose coach, Luchi Gonzalez, who I think we spoke very highly of on this uh, yeah, show, yeah, yeah. he took all of his players aside and essentially asked him, asked them, do you want to play this game? Yeah, he would have forfeited the because, match. He yeah, would have been willing to take a loss when it was still zero zero. Yeah, if his teammates or if his players didn't want to so, continue. Yeah. But to Abobasi and Mensa's credit, they were kind of the two leaders here. 
they both wanted to continue this game and got on with it, yeah. which must be incredibly difficult to do. Um, but, but you also have to think about it. It's just like we're going to talk about it, and this is not anything bad because we can have like two separate opinions about this. We can talk about this, and I'm, everyone is talking about this. ESPN FC is talking about this. I saw them do that this morning. Is it really going to get dealt with? So that is the next issue. It is so the not. next issue is part of that 18-minute delay yeah. was VAR, virtual assistant referee, was going through and trying to pick up every single mic and audio to see if they could hear him say something because the referee did not hear it. And how I mentioned earlier where everyone was stand, the referee was two players removed, and right next to the referee was Jackson Ewell. Jackson Ewell, you could tell by his reaction, he didn't hear it either. And then he just went to back up his players, right? Yeah. So the guy stood next to the referee didn't hear it. The referee didn't hear it. Yeah. So that's tough, right? And if a referee stood two yards from a player didn't hear it, then clearly a mic probably won't pick it up. And in, in the 18-minute uh, check that they did, they couldn't find it. MLS is going to do an investigation, try to figure it out. Um, but Do you, if, do you if think some of his teammates heard it? Like I am pretty Red. sure Frankie Amaya heard it. Do you think they'll in be his able reaction? to come forward and say that, yes, this is why it really transpired? And I'll back up their team. Only if it's anonymous. Like, so, I don't think Frankie Amaya would. Yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not saying Frankie Amaya is racist or not willing to yeah. stand up for racism. But it's your but teammate. Too. It's your teammate. Yeah. It's your contract. Or yeah. Do you want to be? He's not a star player. Do, he's yeah. a young player. Do you want to be the guy that just got your DP suspended for the rest of the season? It, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a tough yeah. moral decision. So, in your and we're gonna have, continue talking about this, but just to ask you in your best uh, way to think, in your in your best wishes, what do you think will be the the outcome where it's like, oh, this something was done? If they catch any audio of it, or if Fancier for some reason has like a coming to God moment, is like this was wrong of me. And like snitches on himself, which yeah. you have seen some players do, um, but I think it's rare here. Yeah, um, it would probably be about a ten to fifteen game suspension. Yeah, um, I don't see that happening. So we've seen it before in this league with Taxi Fontas, okay. um, a DC United player, and he got a, a decent suspension for. But it. If Mike's, I'm saying if, if Mike's, Mike's didn't pick that's it only up, if Mike's I don't pick it up. see nothing happening. And that's the other reason why he didn't get sent off here is a referee can only send off a player if he or one of his officials or a Mike picked it up, right? It doesn't matter if a player told him that this happened, if eight players told him it happened. Unless the player being accused told him, or he or one of his officials heard it, they cannot give him. But a rep. don't you? That's so. My thing is so. I actually have two questions on this. Before I go to the more serious question, why are we the only sport that can't stop the clock? What do you mean? We did essentially. You know, we add time at the end, but we don't like stop the clock. Like if something's going on. It's not like not like in basketball they can stop the clock or in football and then stop the clock when the game starts back up. We don't stop the clock like that. It's the history of the sport. I keep I trying know, to I'm, mess with tradition. No, here. I'm not messing with tradition. I'm just I've never got that. I think that would be helpful to stop the clock at minute fifty and then we'll start back up at minute fifty. But the question you know. is is the referee going into the fifty fourth minute here? has no idea this is going to be an 18-minute delay. 
He doesn't probably know this is going to be a long delay. But he probably doesn't know this is going to be a long delay until the 60th minute. So then what? You still have four minutes of ad time. So you still got to do ad time. I see it's different because we don't stop the clock for like fouls and everything. So I see where you're coming from. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. It was just a random thought in my head. But because it was my first time seeing 21. I'm like, what? (laughs) 21? There was stuff like that at the World Cup for no incidents. Yeah. But um, but to go back to kind of what you were saying, um, see, my problem is, is bro, I think the rule should be that if more than five players say it, even if you didn't hear, it, remove that player. So that- because I'd rather have one player than have a whole thing. That's true, and yeah. but that does come difficult to be like. Because if, that, if bro, you know that's a rule, can't you just tell no. all of your players to say, "Hey, no, say that uh, number no. ten is a racist." No, like it could nah. happen. Who? Okay, who they're gonna believe? Because who's saying that eventually are the black players, bro? We don't ever. I mean, I'm saying that me, we, me as a black person, we never want to be in no receiving hand of that. So it's rare for me to just get up saying, "Hey." You know what? This morning at 4 p.m., I'm going to accuse David of being a racist. I don't even want to deal with that. At 5 p.m. Maybe <laughs> at 5, I might <laughs> You know, but it's like nobody wakes up and just, and you. we've just talked about how Bobasi is, man. And all the, like, I think that's not the most crazy. telling thing for me is We're seeing not, Bobasi's yeah. reaction to this. Yeah. He was incensed. Yeah. But to, to that, that Taxi Puntas incident that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. um, there was no proof of it. The referee didn't hear it. There was no audio picked up, right? And what um, Wayne Rooney did was sub him off. Wayne Rooney yeah. took that decision. And that's something coaches often do in these types of situations. And that is something Luchi Gonzalez asked Gerhard Struber to do multiple times. Said, please take this player off the field. So it wasn't like they'd be playing down a man. They would just have to take a yeah. center forward off the pitch and put on a new center forward. Yeah. Um, and Gerhard Struber refused. He did eventually sub him about 15 minutes later, but that's more of a typical substitution because yeah. I believe this was um, Van Zier's first start of the season. He had, hasn't been full game fitness yet, so he was already going to get subbed. So why can't you just, just take him off 15 minutes that, earlier? Yeah, but he just wanted to do it at the time that he wanted to do And it. it should be noted that about 10 minutes into the check for the slur, the referee came back that they have no audio of it. And he continued this stoppage in play for another seven, eight minutes because he thought it would be dangerous to let the players continue to play with Oh, yeah, let them calm down. Right? So uh, most of that period of time was not for them checking. The check was over. They couldn't find anything. Most of that stoppage was because of the referee wanting emotions to settle down. And if I'm looking at it from a coach of Gerhard Struber, right, the New York Red Bulls coach, I would take that player off regardless. Immediately. I don't want my DP getting injured. Immediately. Right? Like, yeah. luckily, and this goes you have to, players like Abobasi yeah. who are calming down his team. But what if that wasn't the case? Yeah. Like, but what I'm is like, and this shows the professionalism of San Jose. Like, with the coach asking them and them being on board to play, they didn't go back play with, like, something in, in their mind. Like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to hurt someone. They just went and played the game. They just they just went ahead and played the game and got a goal and tried to hold on and then got a tie at the end. So <sighs> this is a very touchy subject. Uh, I don't know, man. That player should have been kicked off, at least for me. 
he, he I read her. Letter of the, the law, he can't. I get change. what you mean. It's yeah. a shame. But at the very, very least, the coach needs to sub him. Yeah. Um, needs to. Yeah. Right? Like, there there shouldn't be an option there other than yeah, something I mean, that playoff. Yeah. And the good thing, the biggest thing about Asani, especially the reason why I'm saying, especially at this time, with what happened with Lukaku. And I want to get to that. And and the thing is, is usually racism has always been a part of, of our sport, man. Like, I, I even you even asked me, and one time I joke with you, like, you asked me, and I was like, I think I can't really remember, but I remember this lady say something once, but, hey, I needed a ride, so I just was like, hey. And that's a parent <laughs> of your own team. Yeah. So it's like, that's always happened. Uh, you know, and to me, it's like now it's a joke to just show that there's a moment that black people just wake up and like, can this be over one day? But we also understand that. And I'm going to say this is probably going to sound sad, but I don't see a day where this doesn't exist. And so I, yeah. I work, I coach at an inner city school and about half my team are from uh, West Africa. The other half are from South and Central America. Right. So a very diverse uh, team. And there was an incident of racism in one of our games. And I went to my athletic director after the game and I asked her and I said, what do we do? Like, yeah. I don't Should we never play this team again? And she goes, and she goes, no, like, this is just a fact. Like, they're going to have to deal with this. And she, she's black as well. She's yeah. like, they're just going to have to learn how to figure out, like, this happens in life. They can't, we can't just try to shield them from it. Yeah. And I was like, man, that, it, it's just sad that that's a, yeah. that's a fact of life and sport yeah. and just Cause, in general. Because I'm just saying, and this is not me saying anything bad, bro. Uh, and then not comparing, but let's say a Boba C or someone said something that would have been considered, like, racially to like a jew or a white person or any like anything i'm not trying to start anything it wouldn't have had the big same big kickback that were it would or would have had a bigger rather sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't have had the same it would have been bigger yeah and he's probably not finishing the game Probably no, especially because Luchi Gonzalez is actually a good human being. He would have subbed him off and not pulled a Gerhard Schruber. <laughs> like, regardless of a referee's decision, I don't so, understand Gerhard I'm Schruber. I'm just saying that the outcome will be... And then going back to, like, my thing about where this goes different with Lukaku is a lot of time we see it with fans. And that's something, actually, uh, Nigel Rio Coker, um, a former... English international EPL yeah. player, MLS player has spoken about about this. Is he said, you see it with fans, you see yeah. it with um, drunk idiots, but when bro, it's a player, it's player someone it's that we're supposed to like, you know what it takes for us to get yeah. here. So Nigel Rio Coker, yeah. did speak about that in a yeah. MLS wrap up, which is great something is like, a yeah. great thing to watch if yeah. uh, you have the. MLS season pass it comes on a little bit after all the games for the night so it's a late night or an early morning if you want to watch it yeah but uh Nigel Rio Coker did go into that but with that Lukaku thing that I want I want to talk about yeah um so about a week ago Romelu Lukaku is playing in a pretty big match in Italy uh he plays for Inter Milan and he was going up against Juventus so two big name teams Mm -hmm. um he has a penalty kick that will be the game winner yeah. In like the fifth minute of added time. So late, was late, it a late. tie? Was it a game winner? I think it was a game winner. But okay, regardless, a very remember, yeah. important yeah. Uh, penalty, right? And while he's sitting there waiting to take this penalty, fans are throwing bananas onto the field, um, doing racist chants, uh, making monkey noises. Yeah. 
um, just being horrible, right? Yeah. He scores the penalty, and then he goes, stares down all the fans, puts a finger to his lips, gives them a salute, right? Yeah. And then? And then he gets a yellow card. For what? For excessive celebration, which it wasn't. Bro, but do you know he used the same celebration about a week or two prior? He, that is one of his celebrations. And but in so he got a game. yellow card, and it ended up being his second yellow card. So he got a red card for after for just getting hurled abuse. That ref, that ref needs to be never allowed to ref. That's yeah, just my shouldn't personal. be around the game. Because the other thing is, you know, uh, the Juventus midfield uh, midfielder Quadro Quadrado. Yeah, Quadrado. Uh, yeah, Quadrado. He had a goal prior, and that man had a whole dance routine. He had a whole choreograph. Ah 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 ah. Nothing happened. Yeah, no, it's it, it was racism. At that man had level. a whole Brazilian forty-five Colombian, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we, if we're talking about racism, we should get, get the country right. Country, but <laughs> but Colombia, that dude had a whole ha ha. He did that. He, he went to the right, to the left. I'm like, yo, good job. And my boy, all day day was this. And so, but <laughs> with that, I think that celebration is worth noting because. Christian Espinosa, after his goal, did the same. He did the exact same celebration, and that like goal was three after. or four of them. Yeah, he was after the whole. It was thing, after yeah. the whole racist incident, so it was clearly a message from Espinosa there, right? Yeah, bro. Um, which I I love to see that, like yeah. teammates backing up teammates. Yeah, there. That, that's important. Yeah. And also, I, I think if Lukaku was watching, just kind of lets them know that hey, you're now fighting an empty battle here, man. Because I really think, man, this, the players have to take this into account. Because what is the MLS going to do? They have no audio. None. It's easy. Unless they can find yeah. it in a different format or something or a lip no. reader or something like that. But. Yeah. And I got to tell the fans, I was yesterday at the Cincinnati game, man. Um, I'm very chill when I watch the game, but I saw the Philadelphia player taking a corner. And there were people like yelling at him. Fandom is uh, crazy and, and irrational. I was like, I was like, I'm glad I can. I was growing up a kid. I wanted to make it as a professional player. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't because the amount of self control it takes. Yeah, to be on that pitch and, and you just do your thing. You see it all the time where a player then reacts and gets a multi game suspension for yeah. just flipping off a fan that has. Yeah been abusing him for like 80 minutes yeah like (laughs) it's crazy that is yeah yeah, that is crazy so the one thing i do want to touch on before we end here is some of jeremy abobasi's comments in the post-game conference yeah Uh, so i'm just going to quote here from um the new york post um it says abobasi called out van zier after the game what we saw tonight should not be part of the game yeah. I know what I heard, Abobasi told reporters per MLS.com. Yeah. This is what it is to be black in these situations. You can't be wrong. You can't overstep anything outside of what you know to be fact. Yeah. You have to proceed with absolute caution, even in moments of hurt when you're feeling rather powerless. Yes. Um, which I think really speaks to his actions of how... When he was hurt, when he was upset, He's he there. was still trying to hold back trying his to be responsible. Still, because yeah. he knows if he threw hands there, it's he's over. the one out, yeah. right? Like, it's not going to be Van Zier, it's him gone. Um, no, I've always had friends that would say, that would tell me, say, hey, bro, if I ever get like a, uh, a uh, racial slur say that me, I'm fighting someone. 
and he was the same friend that will go out and we hear they say to us and nothing happened and then we'll sit down and talk about it. it's like bro you know when we start we're the one that's gonna end up in jail or somewhere or it's gonna be our fault so i see where it's coming from for real mm. i see where it's coming from but hey we're gonna talk about this and this is not me trying to be a negative nancy but we're gonna talk about this and then hopefully by the grace of god this show is still alive in five years and we'll talk about it again when yeah Whenever the MLS does come out with a ruling one way or another, we will bring it up on the next episode to follow. Um, so we will we will keep up with this. But um, I, just, I think I think we're I both pretty bet clear. We don't think something's going to happen here. Yeah, I don't think that. But again, this is all alleged. But because I just, bro, I just find it crazy that like everybody else, even bro, even a couple, bro, a couple smiles. You can follow that man. That man will get up. Like, that dude is professional. Like, we're talking about our publicity, but our couple is one of those where it's like, dude's just about his business. Scores, mm-hmm. it pats everybody in the butt, high fives everybody. You see that in all the games. But for him to also be pissed, like, you really, like, something happened, but if they don't find it, they don't find it, we'll be all right. We'll play, they'll play another game. But it will be something to look forward, or not look forward to, but keep an eye on moving yeah. forward. And see what happens here with Van Zier, not just with the discipline, but also with reaction of other players around yeah, the league, right? Yeah. Uh, do you, other players have like put up? And then this is one of the thing is like, you don't want to put a statement this early. Yeah, until until yeah. you know. Yeah, like. But I wish I hope that the players are hopefully reached out because really, if you don't put a statement and define something. Then you look like oh nobody supported it. The league looks bad, right? And then if they you put a statement out early and they don't find anything, then you become just ah uh, one of those people that like to be part of the the whole drama. So it's really it's like a for players in the league right now. It's kind of a slippery slope to try to show your uh, uh, show that you're you're with them or standing with them or something. Probably just a text here and there, but you don't want to put anything out. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough situation, yeah. but hopefully it gets resolved in the correct manner. But yes, we sir. will see, and we will continue to uh, share with you all what what expires. All right, awesome. We have the rest of the games to get to, uh, and I'm just gonna do what we usually do. We're gonna call them out, say what we thought. You usually talk more than me with this, but we'll, we'll try to go kind of rapid <laughs> yeah. fire here as well. Uh, awesome. I'm gonna start with the game if you haven't already pulled up of Cincinnati and Philly that ended up. 1-0. Should have been 2-0, but 1-0. You were in stadium for this one. Yeah. It was uh, it was a great game back and forth. I, I told you about this. Philly lost everything. The possession, the game. But one thing I have to say is that Jim Curtin definitely... Did they already get a U.S. coach? Am I late on no. that? Give that man assistant or give him the team. That man keeps his team the defensive organization that they have the level of commitment that this team was and discipline that he has installed on this team Cincinnati should have won three three oh but they, they just they, they're so good to stay in their line to shift with the ball you you could really see that back doing its work in the midfield so I was really kind of um, kind of excited about that uh, we got a goal that was called back 
uh, ended up being a penalty, which I didn't understand, bro. Pass, pass, goal, and then we get the the ref kind of like stopping everything. Oh, there's a foul. Well, we still had the ball and we scored a goal. You don't call the goal back to give us a penalty kick. The only thing I didn't check into this, yeah. but if there was an offside in the buildup or um, a handball in there the buildup. But I didn't check in on yeah. that. So, so they get a they get a penalty kick. Acosta puts it in. Um, so that was good. It should also be noted that Acosta um, got injured on yeah, that shoulder. Play, yeah. And he continued to play through it and scored the penalty. Yeah. Um, but it is looking like he might be out for one to two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I, I saw him kind of laboring his shoulder as he was leaving. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they're able to get him right uh, with the great staff that they have. But uh, And then close to the end, can't remember what exact time must have been like 80-some minute. Score his second goal, gets called back because it was a bogus foul. Man, it's like people bumped into each other, but it is what it is. So it's not the end of the goal with 1-0, and then they're undefeated, and they're, they're first place, I believe. So there we go. They are. They are first in the East and in the Supporter Shield, so they're doing well. They have one point over Seattle. There we go. Uh, let's go. Wait. Okay, you always got to bring Seattle up, but... Uh, DC and Columbus. Columbus Col- Columbus is on some, man. Yes, yeah, so that was a uh, 2-0 win. Again, DC, not very good. And Columbus coached by a very, very good coach. Um, so it was one you expect them to win, but they won it professionally. Uh, Zellery on penalty in the 39th minute. And then a Christian Ramirez goal in the 47th minute to put them up 2-0 on the road. Three points on the road is big in this league. So, well done, Columbus. All right. Awesome. And then uh, we're moving on to LAFC, kind of coming back alive there with a 3-0 win against Austin. Austin is not that great of a team, is it? No. And uh, the only thing I really want to say here is give Denny Bawanga his flowers. Like, that man is going to be something very, very special in this league and probably won't stay in this league forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got his uh, second hat trick of this of the year so far is his first of mls but he got one in uh concacaf yeah so we're six weeks into the season and he already has two hat tricks oh yeah this man is going to be something special but that was a 3-0 win belonga netting in the 40th 57th and 68th minute to nice. uh give lafc the win at home nice nice looks like um our brothers here, uh, Joseph just hasn't catch his break yet, Martinez. So Miami lost again, um, nailed one to Dallas. Yeah, one zero favor of FC Dallas again going on the road. Um, and Miami, you gotta get something out. <laughs> like you have to get something. But Jesus yeah. Ferreira is a phenomenal player, and he did his thing today. Yeah, he's part of my uh, my my players game, man. He is, but slow down there because Christian Ramirez is part of mine, so I'm still winning. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's but go. One zero on the road for yeah. Dallas. All right, cool. So New England, uh, Montreal. Let's just talk about this game, man. I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of Montreal. So four zero uh, in favor of New England at home doing what they should at home, right? Winning. And this Montreal team was very good last year, but that is almost entirely because of Wilfred Nance, their head coach, mm-hmm. who is now the Columbus coach. And yeah. now Columbus and is now doing you, incredibly good you this see year. what's going on. And Montreal is struggling. Yeah. Um, 
But 4-0, you got a goal in the 21st minute, the 45th minute, the 50th minute, and 86th minute. Pretty evenly spread out there. Um, they had the possession in this game. They outpassed Montreal. They they had the game, right? Um, they had more. New England had had as many shots on target as Montreal took shots in this game. That's a crazy statistic. To put more of your shots on target than the other team took shots or equal amount. Like, that's just crazy. Dang. But a uh, good 4-0 win there for New England. All right. Awesome. So with that, let's move on to Atlanta and New York City. That went 1-1. What you got for us on that? Um, This one, the GG goal for Atlanta in the 70th minute. Yeah was off of a broken corner kick ball gets played back out to um almada absolutely no one decides to close him down and he just gets a nice easy little chip ball into the back post and uh gg gets a big header on it puts it in and then two minutes later gabriel Pereira gets the equalizer and it stays uh one zero or one one yeah but man it was so close to Atlanta walking away with a win here after going down a man for a new bar. Yeah, they got a red card. So that would have been impressive. I mean, it is impressive that they were still able to kind of get the lead while down out of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So drum roll for this one. Chicago won a game. All right. Chicago two one uh, against Minnesota. Uh, Chicago won, man. And they looked good. Can't say anything bad. They were up 2-0 at a point. They looked really good against a good Minnesota team. Yeah. Um, It was probably the most impressive game I've ever seen Chicago play. Um, But a two-goal thriller here from um, Kai Kamara, who is just inching closer and closer to becoming the uh, MLS uh, second all-time leading goal scorer. Yep. so well done, Kamara. And I mean, his second goal was phenomenal. The first goal was a little sloppy. It took a big deflection. Um, probably wouldn't have gone in if there wasn't a deflection. But his second goal was just a power header, putting his body into a dangerous position. Yeah. Um, got collided with by the goalkeeper afterwards. Like, just really good, brave attacking play there by uh, yeah. Kai Kamara. I think we should call him the record man. There's so many records. He's He's going to be... Praise is one of the greatest players ever in this league. The MLS, yeah, for sure. Um, All right, cool. Let's move on to uh, my team lost. Houston. Your team didn't lose. They they got beat. They got beaten bad, man. It counts the same zero point. (laughs) So Houston Dynamo. Uh, Mache's been to Houston. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's been there. Yeah. (laughs) 3-0 over LA. Both teams Houston beat us. That's wow. It, it would, this wouldn't have even been plausible to think of last game or uh, last year, right? But man, it was bad. And I just I don't know how to explain it other than just it was such a bad performance. 
Yeah, so many red cards, um, too. Three red cards, <laughs> one of which was a double yellow on Hector Herrera, yeah. who was the scored two of the goals. Um, the one I want to point well, I want to point out both. LA Galaxy, you all did this to yourself. Yeah. So Caceres, um gets his second yellow, um, which ended up being a red, because he caused a penalty. When the referee was checking to see if it should be a penalty, he walked up to the video review area, which has an outlined box of where players can and cannot stand, yeah. walked straight into there, tapped the referee on the shoulder, and then continued to argue his case. That's an instant yellow, right? Like, it's written in the rules. It's a clear yellow there. And he gets sent off, and he's furious. And I'm like, you're on a yellow. You do a thing that has clearly been defined to be a yellow. What are you doing? Right? I don't want to So, Casares, he's not going to be here for um, El Trafico against, to play LAFC next week, right? He's gone. And then, right in the end, Douglas Costa decides he doesn't want to play because he just, <laughs> the closest player to him, the ball, like, he's trying to get the ball for a throw in. And mind you, it's annoying when a team delays the game and kind of kicks the ball away on throw ins and stuff. You're down 3-0 in the 90th plus 6 minutes. What are you doing? You're not going to win this game if you get your throw-in 5 seconds earlier. Like, yeah. But he decides to grab the player, throw him to the ground, instant red card. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, these are the clearest, obvious dismissal dismissals. And that's what we chose. You have a massive, yeah. like, game. Like, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> just dumb. Just dumb, but very well done like, to Oh, they give me red cards for that? Oh, I'm going to just do it. Yeah. Very well done to Houston. They deserve yeah. that. I believe that's their third win of the season, which is almost more than they had last season. Yeah, and they scored three goals. So let's move on before I start crying, man. So SKC and Colorado. Um, Colorado uh, getting out of there with the Rapids getting out of there with Colorado the Colorado got yeah. a win. That's, that's I mean, new. somebody had to. It was either SKC or Colorado. Yeah, no, no, they could have tied. <laughs> they still would have been horrible. <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, but no, Colorado looked pretty good, and Colorado this whole season has looked really good defensively. You just can't. I believe in the six or seven games they played this season, they've yeah. only allowed five goals. Yeah, they just uh, they're can't. one of the best defensive teams in the league. Is this the this is the first win, right? They just yeah. can't score. Yeah, yeah no, and. But Diego Rubio scored, and um, well done. I guess. <laughs> That's it. You're not the worst of the two worst teams. So That's good it. job, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to Nashville and Toronto. Nashville is kind of not scaring me, but I think they're playing to their level competition. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. When they're playing good teams, they're like, oh, Nashville's back. And then when there's certain games where I'm like, why, why are we not? Yeah, you know? I, I wouldn't read too much into this. I think it's zero zero tie. I mean, yeah, it's at home. You would want more, but... Against Toronto, though? No, but Tor- they have a lot of flaws goal-wise. You could, like... They do, you could but take they, they looked like the sum of their parts this game, Toronto. They look okay. better than they have in other games, and Toronto has really good players. They just, just haven't been clicking. Yeah, yeah. So this yeah. might be the start of actually seeing Toronto be decent again. Hopefully. But they looked actually decent yeah. in this game. It wasn't yeah. the Toronto we've seen in the first few weeks of the season. Okay. So cool. I wouldn't read too much into because that. Because I really... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be scared now, but it's just something that I thought with Nashville. All right, RSL 
uh, in Charlotte, 3-1, RSL 1, RSL. We don't say that a lot, RSL 1. We don't, and uh, we definitely don't say it in this context very often yeah. of um, RSL went down 1-0 to a beautiful Carol Swedish Twiderski goal, which was assisted by Ben Bender. It was just a phenomenal goal. He took a defender on, cut back, yeah. curled the ball, and it was perfect. And then that was in the 27th minute. And then you have goals for RSL in the 56th, 59th, and 62nd minute. So six minutes of brilliance by RSL um, to get this 3-1 win here. Um, and your boy, uh, Gomez, he got two assists in this one. Let's go. Let's go. Andreas Gomez. Let's go, my man. Get get that money when you transfer out. All right. Cool. So let's go to Van Vancouver and Portland. Uh, Vancouver beat in Portland 1-0. They did, and they looked dominant. Um, so they took 13 shots this game, put nine on target. Mm-hmm. Portland took two shots this game, put yeah. zero of them on target. Why even try, right? So, yeah, this was this was the <laughs> Vancouver show. 58% possession. Yeah. They had over 100 more passes than Portland. They dominated this game through and through. And their goal was essentially Julian Gressel just getting mad. He kept trying to take shots. He kept getting blocked. Kept coming right back to him. And finally, he just hit a ball across the goal as hard as he could. And it hit rip. Brian Wright, or Brian White in the knee and just went into the goal. It was just, it was pure for I'm going to hit this as hard as I can. And he got lucky. Yeah. Um, so. But no, Sometimes well that's what you need. All right, cool. So we saved. And the, that's, that's two wins in a row for Vancouver here. Yeah. Who previously hadn't had a win and got, I think their first draw of the season against Minnesota three weeks ago. So they're, yeah. they're starting so they're to do something ramping back right up. Now. Yeah. All right. That's good. All right, cool. So we save the best for last Seattle, uh, played St. Louis, um, and that ended up being what well, it was. First of all, until the uh, what was it, seventieth minute or sixty fifth minute or something, it was a pretty balanced game. It was, but and then Seattle was Se- definitely in charge of the game. Yeah. Had the possession, had the most dangerous looks. Um, the only dangerous look, especially in the first half, that um, St. Louis had was Klaus on a breakaway where he hit the post, but yeah. the keeper had it covered. So I think if he was eight inches more to the left on that shot, it would have come off of Fry's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, so How good, so didn't mean to cut you off, how good did he feel getting Rio Diaz back, you as a Seattle fan? It felt pretty good. I like seeing that. And Eber came back, too, from injury. Yeah. Um, Yo, and Rui Diaz wasn't injured. He was just, just benched bench. because, of, because how of how good Morris, Morris was. Yo, I uh, I forgot about her, Bear. So when Rudy S came in and Herbert came in, I'm like, yo, they got more players? So my thing is, I was, I was like, how, many, how many of these good players are just sitting in that bench? I was livid when uh, they brought in um, Ebert because we, had, we, had, we were up 2-0. And I was like, so now we have three center forwards on the field? <laughs> like, like, put a defender on. Like, you're taking off defenders to put on strikers. I was like, just put a defender on. I think at that point, he's just wanted to score. Cause it scared me. Man. Just, it scared me. He just started raining from then. 65 minutes, then six minutes later, it was another goal. And like 10, 18 minutes later, there was like another goal, which was an own goal. But 
Yeah, but yeah. if he didn't get a touch on it, it would have found the back yeah, of yeah, the net. Like sure. it was one of those own goals where he had to try to get something on it. And he just got lucky. Yeah, it wasn't a complete mistake type. Yeah, of goal. yeah. So, so I mean, Seattle is just not to be messed with. Let's put it that way. No, and it's it's crazy that uh, St. Louis has lost two games in a row here. They if got only one. someone. If only someone could have predicted that. They got That's one wild. more. That's they got wild. one more. They got one more. That's wild. If they only might get three points. I don't know, man. I don't know the way they play off the counter attack and Cincinnati's defense, and that Acosta might be out. I don't know, man. This is starting to sound like the lucky St. Louis again. I, I said going into, but well, Sounders did this without Joe Paulo. Well, don't act like a sign. Atencio was just there, just. High fiving people. Who's the best player? Balled out. He was but Jao Paulo I mean, is still a better let player. Me, he is defensively bro, speaking. Twenty one years old though. I'm just saying, at that age, doing what he's doing, I think his ceiling. I mean, you're gonna hate me for this. His ceiling is probably higher than than JP. I don't know about that, but regardless, even if JP was healthy, it wouldn't have been Atencio on the bench. It would have been Rusnak. Okay, so. <laughs> Having Jao Paulo yeah. would have helped make and things even better. More, even more. But, yo, every time, I feel like every time a Sancho, I mean, Atencio uh, plays, like, a lot of minutes like this, we're saying, we always say, wow, he's probably the best player on the pitch. Yeah. A lot of times. He's good, but he's not always consistent is the thing. Yeah. Um, but he, he is he is a talent. But yeah. 3-0 um, for Seattle. And yeah. I was screaming at midnight here. Like I was so happy in my living room. <laughs> my neighbors must hate me. But I was I was screaming when all the goals went in. Yeah, for sure. Alright, awesome. Well, I am going to go ahead and call this a good stopping point for us. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back for our second part. All right. All right, and we are back for a second part here today with the show. Uh, and uh, we are going to open talking about the uh, biggest indoor soccer league in America. Put respect on the same. Biggest soccer league in the world. Indoor. Forget, forget indoor. Forget <laughs> America. The biggest soccer league in the world. MASL. ever been invented. There we go. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk to us about it again. So there's some games going on with that. And you said there were some teams from Mexico and and, and um, that joined as well. Okay. There's, there's one, I believe, one. Okay. Um, Chihuahuas who are from... <laughs> They're from Chihuahua, Mexico. But I thought there was actually... No, yeah, I think it's just the one. Um yeah, Chihuahua. The Sandy's favorite team. I'm, I'm, Sandy's favorite yeah. team. <laughs> Sandy's but you want to know what's sad here? This makes me so mad. So what? they're from Chihuahua, the, the city. Yeah. Their mascot is not a Chihuahua. It's oh like my a, goodness. It's like an, a Mexican or Aztec some type of that warrior. Wasted. I'm like, yo. A wasted opportunity. What a that wasted makes me so, of, I mean, to be fair, yeah. a warrior probably a bit more intimidating than a six-pound Bro, Chihuahua. But just imagine your fan. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. That'll be such a good Yeah, that makes me mad. <laughs> That'll be such a good entertainment. I do, for I do think it's worth noting some of the nicknames 
that these teams are called is incredible. Like you got I the love Flash. It. That's what I'm about to start like, laughing. I love when we when we pull up these leagues. The name of the teams is just amazing. Uh, but so this season is over. Uh, regular season. Um, so what this is is there are 14 teams split into an Eastern and Western conference. So you have seven teams in each conference. Um, the top five teams get into the playoffs for each conference. Fourth and fifth kind of play a play-in round, right? And then um, you go from there, and then the winners of the Eastern Conference play the winners of the Western Conference in the final, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so as it broke down, uh, Milwaukee won the East uh, to clinch the first-place playoff spot, yep. and San Diego uh, clinched top spot in the Western Conference. San Diego is very good, and they're probably one of the most historic names in the league. Okay, um, they go way back to like the seventies, eighties, um, and to affect so do the uh, Tacoma Stars, who are my favorite team in this league. Um, but so San Diego is probably on course to win it all. Um, but in the playoffs, it ended up breaking down with Tacoma Stars playing the Outlaws. Um, this is this is great. We're gonna. I just want to go through all these na- names here. <laughs> so the Stars played the Outlaws the and lost, um, which put the Outlaws to go play the San Diego Soccers, mm. um, <laughs> but not spelled. S O C C E R S S O C K. So like a sock you wear. So that's special. <laughs> For um, real? That's crazy. And San Diego the won soccer. that first game seven to one, and it's a best two of three series. So they have the lead going into the second game and will probably beat the Outlaws and go on to play in the to the Western Conference Finals. The other side of that Western Conference Finals is Chihuahua versus The Flash. Chihuahua. Uh, Chihuahua uh, are up one game to zero in that best two of three. And it was a, that was a much closer game. That was eight to four. Good, entertaining game there. Um, so Chihuahuas do have the advantage. Chihuahua. I just wanted to do this. Put my dog down. <laughs> She said Chihuahua. And then going over to the east, I want to put it here. City FC played the Comets in the uh, playing round, that fourth, fifth game round, which is only a one-of-one game. And um, this is where I look at MASL and say, if you are the best soccer league in America or in the world, like we have dubbed you. In the universe. um, Please put the scores on so I can see. <laughs> I have to do so much looking. Like, if you just look at the playoff picture, it just says 0-0. Zero, zero. It doesn't tell you how they won, anything like that. So, MASL, the best name you're the best in the world. Do better, okay? But um, I think they have to do, like, a replay or something. But it, it, I, I, I don't know. It confuses me. Yeah. It confuses me. Um, but the winner of that will play the Wave. Who uh, won? Yep, the wave. They were the winners of Milwaukee Wave. Nice. um, nice. Winners of the East. And then the Tropics Hmm. and Blast played. Blast. And the Blast won two to one in Favre's games. Yeah. So two out of three games. So the Blast move on to the Eastern Conference. Also, it's got the best out of three. For the. the, uh, 
semifinal and conference final. Okay, 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 okay. For the playing round, it's a best of one. Um, so yeah, we are looking forward to a blast, probably versus Wave game in the Eastern Conference Final. Nah, blast that Wave. Probably going to be a Chihuahua Soccer's uh, <laughs> final in the West. Um, and again, I think the Soccer's are going to clean house here. <laughs> I think I think they're gonna they're gonna sock them. They gonna do what? They're gonna sock them. Are you proud of that one? Very. <laughs> Great. And just you wait. We're going to cover uh, the Open Cup a little bit, too. We're going to get more amazing hey, names in here. Let's go. But, um, yeah, so I just want to put respect where respect is due. MASL, yeah. greatest league in the world. It's actually probably the funnest league in the world. If you want to go watch this high yeah. pace, if you've never watched indoor soccer, do yourself a favor. It is everyone attacks, right? Um, Danny Waltman, who is probably my favorite player in the league. He's a goalkeeper for the Tacoma Stars. Actually coached me a little bit. Used to play for the Sounders when they were in second division. Nice. Um, probably going down as the greatest goalkeeper in North American indoor soccer history. Oh, yeah. You told me about him. I actually, if you can see right there, that bobblehead, that is Danny Waltman. Nice. I am. Uh, Should I, I am bring it up? I have a. I actually have a jersey of him too that we're getting framed. And but I want to point out this when I say that's my guy. Danny Waltman. Look at the hair, though. It's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. It's what I aspire to. But um, You're not doing a good job. When I say everyone attacks and everyone defends in indoor soccer, it's just that. The jersey I have of Danny Waltman, I believe that game, as a goalkeeper, he got a goal and an assist. Really? So what other league do you see goalkeepers scoring? What other league do you see goalkeepers getting a That is why it's the greatest league. Greatest league <laughs> in the world. Do yourself a favor. Watch the MASL. Watch indoor soccer. Um, it's fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, and you're going to be watching the highest quality of it yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. All right, awesome. So that covers that for our second part. Where I just have fun with his names, man. They're the best. Man. There's nothing quite like that. It's just, it's right? just, Indoor soccer and low-level outdoor soccer it is have some of the best names, names in the world. out there. Just love it. But all right, cool. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back for a third and final part where we're going to cover the CONCACAF U.S. Open League. And then I think I'm forgetting one. What's the other league? Uh, MA, We're right? going to do the CONCACAF, the U.S. Open Cup, and, and the, the GA, GA Cup, which what is... I say, MA? Uh, Generation Adidas Cup, and that is all of the best youth players in the world. All right. That's what we're going to be talking about coming up. See you guys in a little bit. And And we're back for a third part here where we're going to start covering some of the rest of the leagues that we're going to touch on here today. And we're going to start with the GA Cup. And we have the U15 and the U17. We're going to start with the Youngin, the 15, and then uh, move to the 17. So let's go. Yeah, so GA Cup, Generation Adidas Cup. Um so you've probably heard of Generation Adidas before when talking about MLS players, mm-hmm. which is when you come out of college or you go into the MLS draft, 
a certain amount of players are designated Generation Adidas players. And they're supposed to be high upside players. Yeah. And Adidas actually pays a bit of their salary, so it doesn't hit your salary cap as much. Um, So that's what that designation is for, right? So this competition is for the best young teams and academy teams across the world. Yeah. So I, not to cut you, I've been cutting you off a lot today. But uh, I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But I always try to, and I think I read about this, and I don't know where I was explaining it to. It was either my sister or my mom, but I said, uh, uh, think about it kind of like if you're playing basketball and you're young, 15, 17, kind of how they have that McDonald's game. Similar to that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but so this is a tournament in which every single MLS Academy is in. So not just the best MLS teams, you have the worst MLS youth teams too, right? And they are all playing against the best academy teams from all around the world. Yeah. So you get to see how some of the lower end MLS teams fare against players like Arsenal's youth academy, yeah, Real yeah. Madrid's youth academy. So looking just at the playoffs, and I'm looking at the round of 16 here, I just want to talk about some of the academies that are in it outside of MLS. You have the likes of Real Madrid, Valencia, Arsenal, um, Toulouse, Gank, Monterey, hmm. right? Like some very big academies here. And that's just the round of 16, right? Yeah. Like some got knocked out in the group stages. Um, and we are waiting for the final. It is actually supposed to happen today, Sunday. So by the time you listen to this, it will have happened at uh, 12 p.m. Uh, Austin play Philadelphia. Now, the thing I want to focus on here is Philadelphia, and I want to mm-hmm. do it for the U-17s as well. Yeah. Philadelphia is known for having some of the best academy players. When you got Sullivan, McGuinn, like all of these players, and players going to Europe, like the Aronsons, right? Yeah. They are known for producing young talent, and it's evident here. So on their way to this final, that's going to happen later on today of recording, they beat Arsenal, mm-hmm. they beat Real Madrid, yeah, and they beat Orlando. Yeah. Right? Like... Come on, who beats Arsenal and Real Madrid on a way to a final? Right? That says something. Not a lot of and then teams, yeah. I want to look onto the U seventeen side. Um the semifinal still has not happened yet um for the right side of the bracket, but Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia are in that. And the U seventeen Philadelphias beat um the Remo Stars and uh Palmeiras. Uh, to get to play LAFC in the semifinal, right? So on both age groups, Philadelphia have two of the best teams in the world, two of the best academies, right? Like that that says something going forward here, that Philadelphia is good now. They're going to be good in three years. They're going to be good in five years. They're going to make money off of selling players, players, right? Like So well done to Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, After seeing them yesterday, the pre- actual professional, I can't give them enough praise, even no. if they lost. They no. just, yeah. So I, I just want to quickly talk about that Generation of Jesus Cup. And yes, the finals are coming up. Um, so just excited to see what happens there. Yeah. All right. That is it for that. Are we going to go ahead and move on to the U17? Not that was the U17. We did both already. You did both already? You were on your phone. We did both. Philadelphia Union, they're doing great in both the U15s and U17s. Great. 
All right. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> you can you, watch it later. We're on YouTube. You can. I, I'll watch our own show. <laughs> yeah. But I was. Um, yeah. Let's move on to the uh, U.S. Open. Let's go ahead and do that. U.S. Open Cup. We're U- not going to cover tennis here. I should. Or I think it's tennis. The U.S. Open. Or is that golf? I think it's we're golf. a soccer show. It's the U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, give me a second to answer. I just, I just need to right. look through here and show Mache here. There were a lot of games. Oh, a lot so of red cards, not, too. Yeah, we're not going to cover <laughs> all the games. I just want to go over a couple here. Um, some of our favorite. The Lansdowne Boys, spelled B-A-O-Y-S. The They're back. The boys. They got knocked out. <gasps> the boys. 3-0 to Hartford Athletic. Yo, I feel for the boys, man. This is the round in which a lot of USL teams come in, so it's a higher level of competition coming in. Next round, actually, 16 MLS teams come in, and then the round after that, the rest of MLS comes yeah. in. So this is right when the competition starts to ratchet up. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to point out just a few of the big score lines here. New Mexico United beat UDA Soccer 6-0. to zero. Yeah. I thumped them. Uh, Charleston Battery won four one over Savannah Clovers. Mm-hmm. You gotta love calling your team a clover. Clover. You gotta hope for the luck of the Irish there. <laughs> they did not get it. That is, yeah, I um, love just names. And then the Maryland Bobcats, Bobcats, uh, beat the Ocean City Nor'easters with red cards, um, <laughs> three to two. There were red cards for both teams. So what a game there! What a game. Birmingham Legion. Got a red card in their game, but still managed a 4-1 victory over Red Wolves. And then the game I want to talk about is Sacramento Republic. Played my former team, my academy team, uh, Crossfire Redmond, and they won. But the big thing here is the way this game played out. Sacramento Republic, mind you, went to the Open Cup Final last year. They beat MLS teams. They are good. Good. And they are pro. Crossfire is amateurs. Ooh. This game, Crossfire, went up in the seventh minute, right? Uh, 1-0. And then in the 13th minute, minute, made it 2-0. And then in the 81st minute, Sacramento make it 2-1, right? And then that's just, wow. And then 93rd minute, 3-1. You think you won. Or sorry, eighty-fifth minute, two two. And then ninety-third minute, three two. And then ninety-seventh minute four two. And then and then it just gets crazier and crazier. Hundred and fifth minute. Uh sorry, hundred and fifth minute makes it four two. A hundred and eleventh minute makes it four three. A hundred and thirteenth minute makes it five three. 5-4, rather. Like, the craziest game. There were lead Ever. changes. Like, nine, and you're talking, nine an goals. amateur team. An amateur team. And they were <sighs> winning. Like, this is like stoppage time goals just pouring. You think when you make, you can you, when you make it 4-4 four, four in the over. 111th minute, it's, over. it's going to penalties. Yeah. But no, they say not a day, dude. I would have been even we talking about like in the ninety of some minutes, 
to have all those goals coming like there's well so that was 30 minutes of added extra time oh because it went it was tied at the end of regulation oh, okay. so it was so 215 like, minutes oh, okay so i was gonna say yeah, no, no. But, i was gonna say but you're just looking through this as i'm scrolling down it's just like every like little scroll you get goal 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 goal, 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 goal. so incredible yeah. <laughs> um they say so, we ain't going to pks we good well done redmond as my computer's freaking out on me I'm not even touching it. It's moving. Ghost. Um, that's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but well done, Crossfire. Even in defeat, you went toe-to-toe with the best non-MLS team in the country, probably, in yes. Sacramento Republic. They will um, mop the floor with A team that team will actually be, is actually having consideration to become an MLS team. There's been a lot of talks about that with Commissioner they Don don't Garber. don't have a logo yet. Um, no, they do. It just didn't load on the site. It's because they're not recognized. Oh, okay. Good conversation. Yeah. Um, But very well done for Crossfire and well done for Sacramento for putting in five goals after the 80th minute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Five goals happened after the 80th minute. Is it safe to say that there's a chance that never happened before? There's at least a 40% chance that's never happened before. 40 I don't know. Dirty. Like, this game has been around for a long time. <laughs> Are you right? Maybe. Maybe. Um, but sure. It's scored by the that. same player, though. Then we'll have a different discussion. But, yeah. All right. Any other game you want to touch on? Uh, I just wanted to talk about my favorite mascot. Ah. Appalachian. Um, Bigfoots. They they lost 2-0. So, your team, my that's, team. That's like your favorite mascot. Man, they have Bigfoot at their games. That's dope. You have an can obsession you imagine, can you growing up. I'm from. Oh, I'm from the West Coast, so we got Bigfoot there. Uh, uh, Bigfoot doesn't exist. You tell that to all the Bigfoot hunters that are on TV. <laughs> oh, There's multiple shows about it. Uh, <laughs> cool. But can you imagine being a little kid, like four years old, going to a game and you just see Bigfoot? I couldn't. Cause like, I was how in the would Congo, that mess man. you up? I was in the Congo, so I, I couldn't imagine. Well, that Bigfoot doesn't like. live there. So that's what I'm saying. I couldn't imagine. But uh, that's that's all yeah. I wanted to talk about. I we're probably not making great great show. <laughs> this right conversation now. is we're not losing going listeners. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that's pretty much it. All right, cool. So let's move on away from the U.S. Open uh, Cup. Cup. <laughs> let's go to uh, to the Concacaf League. Uh, what you got for us on that? CONCACAF Champions League. Um, the quarterfinals kicked off on uh, April 4th and 5th. Um, it is a two-leg affair, so home and away games in aggregate matters. Um, so we talked about this a little bit earlier with the, the um, Violet, the team that beat Austin. Yeah. And we were hoping that they could make a magical run. Um, they lost the first game. Five zero. Yeah. So oh. it's going to be a tough one <laughs> for them to have magic, but um, ah, that and then with everything that they went through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Philadelphia Union beat Atlas at home, so in Philadelphia, and now they have to go on the road to play Atlas, who will be down a man because of a red card in that first game. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they win. Tigres beat Motagua, who are a very good Honduran team. Mm-hmm. Um. And then LAFC played Vancouver. Yeah. And what we're supposed to. Denny Bawanga 
got two goals in that game. He has like 11 goals in his first six games of the season. It's yeah. something incredible. Um, and Opoku got one as well. Um, so essentially what you're seeing here is you're seeing the Liga Emekis teams beating teams, and you got MLS teams beating teams, yes. right? And that is what you expect to see. You expect those two leagues to be doing pretty uh, yeah. well, right? Be yeah. dominant in the region. Yeah. So you're seeing what you're expecting. Um, and it looks like LAFC are going to be moving on here. I mean, I don't see Vancouver putting up a fight yeah. in LA, right? Like yeah. They lost 3-0 in Vancouver. They probably, in yeah. my mind, Vancouver's gone. Yeah, uh, Leon, Leon is going to go through in my mind. They're, Violet's not getting through. Yeah. Tigres, they won on the road against Matagua. They're going to go through. Yeah. The big question here it's is silly. that Philadelphia Atlas game. Yeah. His Atlas are good, man. Yeah. Um, I have faith in Philly, though. I think they can pull it through. They're not doing great in the league right now. Yeah. Um, but that's because they're focusing here. Yeah. Um, so I think they can pull it through, but it will be really cool to yeah. see an MLS team yeah. in the final. And I don't, I just have to throw this at Jim Curtin, man. He was subbing players out. And I, it was not to show the shade at like the coaching staff of Cincinnati, but just the way you like embrace players coming into like when they were subbing out. I was like, you, I'll, I'll play for this guy. I don't know what he was. Fair dude. enough. He's a great but, guy. Yeah, great coach, I don't know what manager. he was. Everyone likes him. That's just. I've never it, heard anyone say yeah. something bad about Jim Kerr. Yeah. So yeah, keep keep that. Uh, up. But that game, you know. that that uh, Atlas Philadelphia game, that will be kicking off uh, Wednesday, April twelfth at ten p.m. Eastern time. Um, all these games are late if you're on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, except for the Violet Leon game, that's an eight p.m. game. Yeah. Um, but definitely keeping an eye on that Philadelphia game. That's going to be a fun one. All right. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Well, that is it for the CONCACAF League, correct? That is it. All I think right. you wanted to give a couple shout-outs Yeah, on just for one one person, actually, not a couple. Just for one. Uh, well, we, we first of all, we are, as you guys can see, the image has changed. We are, we're under construction. <laughs> we are kind of changing in the middle, changing studios to get more space yeah. and uh, upgrading a few things. Um, so I, I, once we do that, we'll give out some shout out to certain podcasts and certain people and kind of move on from there. But uh, one thing I really wanted to do was give a shout out to my boy, the QC. Um, great guys always watching us. I see you, man. I appreciate you watching us, and also I appreciate you uh, doing our intro music, our theme music, the Football Prophets. The guy did it in less than twenty-four hours. Uh, if you if you uh, like our intro, then look him up. I think he is on Spotify Music. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so look him up. If you don't like his music, then don't look him up. I don't. I don't know that you're not gonna like it. That dude. I gotta throw this before we go. One of the best. That clever rappers i've ever came across i do have to say so like he yeah. sent me a selection of different beats that he yeah. made that we could choose from yeah it was a hard decision man they were all very yeah good. he makes beat and then the way he raps is so he reminds me of tupac a little bit but uh he's such, he's so fluid with it so uh so shout out to you man and uh we're we have some meetings we have to do so get ready we might we might hit you up again 
do a new song. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But all right, anything you want to say or add, Coach? That does it, man. All right, awesome, cool. So reach out to us guys all the time, like we say to our email, um, Gmail. It is uh, profitspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at profitspod, and you can listen to us, watch us on YouTube, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, we hope you guys have a great day. Uh, and um, come back next time again and um, please email us at us tag us at is that the right word tag just message us <laughs> just figure out a way y'all, y'all are grown you, got you can figure this out just reach us alright you guys have a great one and coach we'll see you later good stuff man